All right, welcome back to On the Ground, the only officially sanctioned podcast of Hill City Baptist Church. This is the real deal. I'm here with, amazingly, they keep coming back, Alex Klusterman, Rylan Auger. You mean we don't have to? <laughs> no, you, there's no option. You're not coming. And the master of media himself, Malachi McCavney. Thank you guys for coming. Good to have you here and discuss with you. Um, you know, obviously we see each other outside of the podcast, but there's just something about talking over a microphone to you that is significant somehow. Yeah. It adds a special weight. It certainly makes us feel as though we're more yeah, intelligent than we are. self-importance, right. I think, that we Which all appreciate. we get whenever we can, yeah. yeah. Mutual massaging of each other's egos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are going to be talking today about small things, small minds, small cars, small bags of popcorn. Oh, great. All things small. No, we're going to hopefully get weightier than that. Um but the, the verse I've actually uh, been thinking about is taken from uh, Zechariah 4, verse 10, which says, uh, who dares despise the day of small things? And, uh, and, and the small things being referred to in that context uh, is the, uh, the rebuilding of, of the post-Babylonian uh, exile temple, uh, the work was slow and hard and small and discouraging. There were um, lots of, of reasons to uh, stop working. Um, and, and, and this encouragement to them uh, not to despise the day of small things. So small, the kind of the, the idea of small in general in our day is a pretty despised quality. Um, uh, you know, uh, small endeavors, small churches, uh, there's, there's kind of a, a stigma associated with those things. I think it's, it's been that way ever since the world began. Um, why, why do you guys think that, uh, the day of, of small things, and we're going to flesh about a, a bit more what that means as we go on is, is such a, a despised notion. Um, I think there's a lot of reasons. I think one of them is um, without God in the picture, small things are just small things. Meaning um, being weak and powerless is not generally a good survival trait. Uh, and an evolutionistic view of the world and the mm -hmm. narrative of materialism. Um, it's, it is a disadvantage at best. Uh, um, human pride likes to exalt in its own ability and strength. So acknowledging weaknesses and shortcomings is not, uh, is not socially advantageous. Um, our self-worth is often tied to our accomplishments, our achievements, the great things that we are and, and we do. Uh, but with God in the picture, and God is a frame of reference, in reality, it actually, there's, there's almost, reality is inverted. 
And one of the great blessings of knowing God through the Lord Jesus Christ is that um, there is a dignity and a greatness and a weight to the two small things. And when you were just speaking, I was just looking up the Magnificat, Mary's Song of Praise. And um, I mean, it's easy because we live in a, a it's a post-Christian culture, but we're familiar with the stories such that, you know, Catholics pray to Mary and she's been exalted. And, uh, you know, Jesus Christ in the crucifixion and cross is a symbol we all recognize. But um, the gospel story is one of weakness and and uh, smallness. Mm. And the fact that, that God, you know, was born to Mary is is uh, no small thing because it was such a small thing. And then the Magnificat, she actually praises God um, by saying, He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. And what Mary sees in um, the promise that's been made to her in the coming of the Messiah is God demonstrating his greatness and his power and his strength working through the humble and not through the mighty and not through the proud. And actually, one of the reasons he does that is to scatter them in their pride and to, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't want to say everything at once, but the world despises small things for various reasons, probably many we, we won't even touch on today, but um, God does not despise small things because God is not small, and God magnifies his greatness through small things and small people. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I, I think I, w I would attach the word glory there. Even uh, Did you say pride? I think you said pretty talked about pride. But even the idea that what we want is we want all of the praise for ourselves. Yeah. And, and so what, what Mary is saying is that, um, you know, God is deserving of all the praise and the people who exalt themselves and seek their own praise are brought low. And the people who, who don't seek their own praise, but who are humble and who love the Lord, those are the ones who are exalted. Yeah. My soul magnifies the Lord for mm -hmm. he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. Mm -hmm. And it, it is really about, the significance of the small things, and I think the reason that Zechariah is telling them, don't dis well, God is telling them through Zechariah, don't despise the day of small things, is that it's in the small things that God gets glory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's in the small things that we don't. And, and that's very clear. And when you read through anything that's happening to them in that time, the Israelites, they're just on the low end of the totem pole. And God has just worked a miraculous rescue for them out of the hands of the Babylonians and to be brought back to their own place. And really, they just don't deserve any praise or glory. And they're yeah. just sad that they don't have, they're not living in, so to speak, the glory days of the past. They don't have the big temple they had before. And, and even once they start doing the work, it's hard. <laughs> it's a hard work. And it just doesn't seem very glorious. But the reality is it's very glorious. It's very glorious for God, mm. and it's very glorious because it, it, it honors him. The whole point is that God wants them to do the work by means of his grace, through the hard things, through the lack of praise that they're going to get, 
because it honors him. It shows that he's worthy. It shows that he's worth something. Why would we, why would we rebuild this temple? Because God's worth it. Because mm-hmm. we want him with us. It, I think we despise small things when our goal is to get, to get everything for ourselves, when we mm-hmm. want the glory, when we want the praise. And you will just hate small things if that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah, that, that uh, you know, John's attitude when he sees uh, Jesus walking by, you know, he must increase and I must decrease. That seems yeah. like such a, a counter-human, counter-intuitive posture. And it really is. I mean, yeah. it, it requires a, a transformation of heart to be able to not resignedly, um, you know, assume the smaller place, but, but gladly and joyfully assume the smaller place. Uh, especially knowing that God gets the greater glory in those moments. Um, now, we talked a few weeks ago about the importance of of, of kind of keeping the middle way uh, in these discussions. So are we, are we saying um, that uh, small things, uh, small works, small churches are always, is there some inherent virtue to keeping or being small? Uh, I would say there's unique opportunities to being small, mm-hmm. um, but the the same problems exist because the same problems uh, pertain to the human heart. Mm-hmm. And so Israel, while they're in exile, were not more faithful, <laughs> right? It, it, the The problem still persists, and the prophets are sent, and the prophets rebuke, and um, they get a second shot, and the the problems are still there. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that with with success and um, accomplishment and being great and mighty and big, there are unique temptations, uh, but it's not as though the opposite is safe, and that would be a mistake. Um, when you think about the parable of a mustard seed, mm-hmm. which I think you mentioned one of your questions perhaps, you know, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. And we say, don't despise a mustard seed, and that is all good and well. But what does a mustard seed become? It becomes a great tree. Yeah, there's something wrong and unhealthy if it just stays a seed. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. like the the birds of the air find Mm -hmm. refuge Mm -hmm. in. And there's a, a, you know, it depends on what we're talking about here. But I've seen in small churches, for example, if we think about that, um, you can have really unhealthy small churches. Mm -hmm. Uh, that are insular, that are defensive, that are uh, just critical of everyone and everything, um, that are not diverse in their gifting, and that are very personality-based, you know, one leader running the whole thing, extraordinarily unhealthy. Um, And yet persisting in it in the name of faithfulness. Yeah, in the name of faithful. We are small because we are like the mustard seed and God does not despise small things. And he used this reformer and he'll use us. And it's like, Mm. no, no, you don't want to be a mustard seed because you don't want to be faithful. You just want to be you. And you is small, so you find a narrative to justify that. Mm -hmm. And that's just not okay. And And... It's easy to sh- to take shots at successful people. Um, it's easy to take shots and see the weaknesses of people who are on public display. And there perhaps. are particular dangers too. Yeah, that, and, right? I, and you may even be right about them. But you, that's a good point, Ben. It's it's not as though small is better. 
And I mean, we're a small church. Before this podcast came on, we we're talking about some problems in our church. And we all, I mean, I have problems. <laughs> like, we have problems. Uh, I can testify as a pastor of a relatively small church that uh, that we have unique opportunities, but we have many dangers. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a, just amen to that. You're not better because you're small. You might be small because you're unfaithful. And I would say that a seed should grow. And sure. Um, or a talent shouldn't be buried in a, the sand. A talent yes. shouldn't be buried. Yeah. Well, yeah, think about the kingdom of God. One yeah. day will extend to the entire universe. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. going to be small mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And there's some people who actually have no desire whatsoever to grow. Yeah. Even personally, in mm-hmm. their own hearts, where we justify like, oh, I'm just a, I'm just a sinner and I just, you know... It's like, okay, that is true. You are a sinner, but you are not just a sinner. You are a saint and called to be holy. And if you're not growing and you're making the excuse that you'll just always be this way, that's not okay. If you're a church and you're not growing because you simply don't give a rip about the lost or you won't modify anything you do to accommodate other people in the name of being faithful. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just a lack of faithfulness. Mm -hmm. Did Jesus make us fisher of men or not? When we, when we look at the um, the promise to Abraham, your descendants will be as numerous as you know this small group of trees over mm. here. Yeah. No. Yeah. It'll be as numerous <laughs> as the stars in the sky and the yeah. sands in the sea. Like the kingdom of God is not going to be the three elect, and it will be um, a, a place filled with voices too innumerable to you know, even even count. And so while God does not overlook and works through small things, God's goal is global, is yes. uni- is cosmic. Yeah. Yeah. And uh we need to not we need to not lose our ambition. And have an over or have an over realized eschatology where we're assuming those things are 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 now. Sure. Um you know, a lot of the prosperity gospel mistakes that. Hundred uh, yeah. percent. But it's 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 not it's not going to stay this way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. where we're longing for a newer, better world where righteousness lives, mm-hmm. that's going to blow everything wide open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Small doesn't mean not trying. Mm-hmm. Small doesn't. You work as hard as you can. You pray as much as you can. You give all that you can, and you leave the results to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And if in the path of faithfulness, you remain in your humble estate. Uh, then praise the Lord. Yeah. And there will be things, we could give examples from church history, you know, Hudson Taylor. Like, look at that guy's ministry. And what 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 fruit did he see in his lifetime? Um, but the fruit later on, you know, mm-hmm. and even the beginning of his ministry to later, but you may be serving a cause that you will never see. Mm-hmm. So amen to that. But he, he wasn't as a good example. He gave everything. I mean, that guy was gave everything in his life. He didn't just sit in his hut and say, the Lord delights in small things, mm-hmm. you know? And even the disciples, I don't think they at first had a category for what Jesus really meant when he said, you'll be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. Yeah. Like they were, they huddled in Jerusalem for a while until the, the hammer of persecution scattered them. Yeah. But, uh then you start seeing it spreading. And I wonder I wonder what Paul would think even today to look and see how far Christianity has spread to just celebrate, you know? Yeah. He, what, well, he, Paul was Paul's ministry was to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Like 
Jesus met him on the road, an enemy, mm-hmm. why are you persecuting me? And sent him because he needed this mission to go forward, to go out. And there, yeah, that, and all the Jews just wanted to. Stay they just wanted the to Jews. stay together. Mm-hmm. And the early mm-hmm. councils were like, "How are we welcoming these guys <laughs> into the club?" And um, it was insular. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, there is that danger, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. You alluded to, um, um, you know, sanctification, the process of our, uh, you know, growing into the image of Christ, and that mature, the maturation. Uh, process in the Christian life. Uh, So I just want to kind of pursue that sanctification line. Uh, Conversion looks very different for for different people. Um, You know, you have some people who were perhaps raised in a Christian home, um, surrounded by, uh, you know, biblical influence uh, and culture, and and maybe was saved from a very young age. Um, You have others who come into faith later on in life, perhaps having uh, a much more difficult um, time of it, uh, you know, difficult background, maybe a lot of things to overcome, um, and and just some encouragement, I guess, uh, I guess for Christians, in, in, you know, in, in seeing people who perhaps are coming in later in life, and and for those people who are perhaps. Sanctification for them, is, uh, the steps are very small, uh, and and uh, they're maybe discouraged, and and thinking, you know, is this, am I ever forever just going to be spinning my wheels here, uh, and just that discouragement? What can thinking about the Bible's emphasis on uh, on small things kind of help in that discussion? My my first thought is. Um when Jesus says, if you're faithful in little, how can you be faithful with much? And, and part of it is we, we get discouraged when we think about, um, like Alex said, we are saints mm. and we're called to be holy. But sometimes the call to be holy, um, it, it discourages us when we compare to where we actually are. And even though we are saints, um, which is the second truth we need to combat that with, that discouragement. Um, you look at you look at your sanctification, and you just can't help but think it's just not where I want it to be. Um, but the way that it gets, the way that your sanctification takes off, and the way that God works in you to make you holy and godly is actually when you recognize that being faithful is is tackling that one thing. It is it is aiming to be faithful in um, the small ways. So um, if you're, I'm trying to think about it. I mean, not maybe getting specific is not helpful, but we all, we all in some capacity, know, we need to read the word of God. What does that look like? Well, I struggle to read period, let's say. Being faithful and, and, and appreciating, um, the little things is saying it's important that I even care about opening my Bible. It's important that I start with the desire to open my Bible. It's important that I get somewhere. And, and when we recognize that faith is the mustard seed that grows. Um, I think you can actually, you can, you can have joy in the small things when you recognize that opening my Bible today, even if I didn't get this miraculous euphoric experience of reading it, was actually a good thing. And it was a step in the right direction. And appreciating, and it, it's only when you say, 
the small things matter. And I have to start faithful in the little things that that sanctification yeah. actually just because you're through. not here. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm lifting my hands uh, on air here. <laughs> the listeners um, can see that. Yeah. yeah. Because you're not here, it doesn't mean it's it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's a, a human way of, of seeing things. Yeah, I think it's the categories I would put it in. I agree with all that, Rylan, is we think about sanctification being both definite and progressive. And so in the one sense, saints are those who have been made holy. And it, there's an encouragement in not looking at our own experiences, thoughts, affections, um, progress, 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 anything, yeah. and actually just looking to Jesus and what he's done yeah. and to read that, no, I, I now am a saint mm-hmm. and not even just positionally before the Lord that he views me that way in Christ, but actually those who have been made holy um, and called to be holy, that there's been a real change when the blessings of the new covenant is that you have had your heart of stone replaced with the heart of flesh. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't say things. When someone says I'm just a sinner, that's actually false teaching. Mm-hmm. That's a, that taken as it's in itself, not what you mean by it, that phrase is actually wrong. No Christian is just a sinner. If you are just a sinner, you are not a Christian. You are an unbeliever. Um, but a Christian is someone who is um, justified before the Lord, but also given a new heart and desire and a devotion to God by His Spirit. And so reminding ourselves, you know what? Um, this is fundamentally who I am. Mm-hmm. And then when we look at our actual experience and the progression of that, I love what you were just saying. It's like, if I want to get to the place where I'm squatting 400 pounds, I don't come downstairs every single day and lament the fact that I can't do it. Mm-hmm. What you do is you throw on two plates. You throw on 135 and you think about your posture and you think about your foot position and you do that. Mm-hmm. That is what you're mm-hmm. thinking about. And it's not that you don't have a goal because sanctification needs a goal. You need a goal in what you're doing. But I think a lot of us get hung up on, if I'm not there, this is meaningless. If I'm not where I want to be, if I'm not the husband I want to be, the brother, the son, the friend, it's just despair. And it's like, well, the only way you get there is faithfulness and little. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, I don't know my Bible, what's even the point? Well, the only way you'll know your Bible is by reading a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. So all your focus is today is reading a little at a time. Mm-hmm. That you want to put lust to death, you want to put anger to death, you want to put greed to death, focus on those things mm-hmm. today. And you do that by God's grace, and, and that's focus on the small things. So... Many uh, probably listening and and even us uh, kind of live day to day uh, in the trenches of of small things. You know, um, whether you're uh, uh, you work at a job or you work at home taking care of your kids or you know, kind of the inglorious moments where you are just doing your duties of faithfulness. Um, you know, we're as Alia said, we're involved in a small church and a small school and a small gospel union of churches. Um, what are some um, particular dangers that we need to be aware of in those moments? You know, the Bible talks about the deceitfulness of sin. And, and uh, 
you know, it's not always obvious how certain, how we're cultivating certain attitudes. Maybe it's resentment, maybe it's a bitterness. What, what are some, some way, some dangers perhaps, uh, just in the day in, day out, endeavoring small things? My first thought is, is, is if you are bitter at the small things, um, even if it's born out of a longing for the bigger things, um, what that bitterness does is it, f- it feeds ultimately uh, a, not just bitterness to the small things, but it, it works its way as to a bitterness towards God and a hardness of heart towards God. And, and you, tend, you see God as holding you back as opposed to the merciful and gracious Father who's actually just giving us what we can handle. So I think it, it's 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 the danger and the deceitfulness is to think, oh, I can be frustrated with the circumstances, but being frustrated with the circumstances does lead to being frustrated with God and and uh, a hardness of heart towards Him. I think, but when we learn to accept that that God is sovereign and working all things for good, you can actually appreciate small things and learn to even appreciate the circumstances. Yeah, that's that's a good point, Ryland. When you it's about contentment. Yeah. I mean, at least yeah. part of this is just contentment because if you are not content in small things, you will always be bitter because in some, in some area, there's always small things. Whether you may be extraordinarily successful, your ministry may be successful, but there's going to be areas of your character that are totally weak. Mm-hmm. And unless you just arrogantly look past those and focus on your strengths... You're going to find discouragement, and you're still going to need to pay your bills and do you your still budget. Need to pay like your there bills. are still small things in public. Yeah, yeah, postures. exactly. Yeah, and and uh, the thing is, the root of bitterness in the Bible is is um, defiling. It says, "Is that in um, where is that? Uh, def- it defiles many." But basically, we don't think of bitterness and resentment as right, being yeah. that dangerous. It's kind of a low-lying emotion many mm-hmm. of us feel um, in our lives. You know, you get a job you don't like, and you go in every single day resentful, um, and people complain. Malachi and I were just talking about this yesterday, about the gift it is when you go to work, thankful for it. Mm. Not because it's it's your dream job, yeah. but you just you God does that work in your heart. Yeah. Where if you're on the saw all day like Malachi and the power goes out, you're actually like, I'd rather be here. I'd rather be here than just like hope the hopefully the boss sends me home soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then being disappointed that you have to stick around. But when you yeah. get to the place, and I was like this last summer where you're like dog tired and the happiest you've been in months, it's an amazing thing. Mm. And when you can just be thankful for whatever the Lord gives you, if wherever you are at in your character, wherever your relationship is at with your your friends and your spouse and your church, and when you can just be thankful for all of that and receive it with gratitude and, and steward it as best you can and serve God faithfully and do all things um, to the praise of his glory and do all things with joyfulness. I mean, that is that is the Christian life. But when you are marked by bitterness and resentment because of your expectations of where I ought to be, where our relationship ought to be, where my friendship ought to be, where my work situation ought to be, where my knowledge, money, whatever it is ought to be, you will never get there. Mm -hmm. If I only had this, if I was only bigger, if I was only better, if I only had greater, 
you know, mm-hmm. and you never get there. And the whole time you are bitter, resentful yeah. person. And that's, you're saying that kind of in passing, but that is a huge, obs- I think for all of us, we can say that's a huge obstacles. That, oh, yeah. that idea of, you know, once circumstances change, mm. uh, it's going to be much easier for, for me to be content. That is, that is the biggest lie and deceit going. Oh, yeah. And, and, and countless people and celebrity, you read celebrity interviews and you, you see if they're happy, you see if yeah. they're fulfilled people. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. They never are. Uh, that that is the lie of sin, and, and and Satan would happily have us carried to the grave, being deluded into thinking, you know, if only when, you know, when. Um, so knowing that early, w- confronting ourselves with that truth mm-hmm. every day, you know, with Paul, whether I uh, am abased or abound, yes, uh, I can do all things through that inner momentum of Christ strengthening me, yeah, um, which doesn't fluctuate based on you know how things are going it's mm-hmm. kind of like the underground river that keeps the tree always healthy right mm-hmm. once the roots are in there i mean it doesn't matter if if drought comes mm-hmm. it remains healthy bearing its fruit in its season uh it's it's the only um way the path towards fruitfulness it it's interesting just as you're s- describing that that it's um it's actually in that time when Zechariah is prophesying that, that the people are focused on trying to seek the big things. They're trying to Yeah, they want that work. first temple. Yeah, yeah they remember yeah. it. Yeah. And, and they're even, they're, they're, they're waiting and expecting to have this economic success. Yeah. And, um, and it's that God actually intentionally frustrates all of their endeavors. So he says, like, you, you don't have what you think you ought to have. And... It's interesting that when they didn't appreciate the small things, they didn't get the success that they wanted. Mm-hmm. It was it was uh, totally empty. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just remembered this amazing quote that's actually on my wall in my office Spit by it. Robert J. Collier. Um, uh, it's the success is the sum of small efforts repeated mm. day in and day out. That's great. And it, you I actually, love that picture in your office. <laughs> I need to tattoo that on my. <laughs> Palm of my hand. (laughs) It it actually, if you hate the small things, you won't be successful. It actually, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Those things are made up of of the accumulation of small (laughs) things. You can't have a tower and not like start with block up. Yeah. You you can't start with the big things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But man, it's just, it's so there. It's on, you know, people just want to be famous. That's social media is driven by that, right? It's like, um, having this big platform with even without even doing the work of, uh, you know, whatever it is to be known, to mm-hmm. be in fame, right? Mm-hmm. It's like this delusion of I've arrived, right? Hey, if I well, get even, that blue check mark on Twitter, yeah, <laughs> that's all yeah, that that's right. well, even even um, relationally, marriage wise, what's a successful marriage? It's you know, it's the many, it's the thousand little things that yeah. you do and mm-hmm. don't do. Mm-hmm. It's not actually those just, you know, romance movie moments yeah, with the music playing. I mean, change everything. Yeah, and yeah. praise God for those. But mm. those things are usually the accumulation of many, many, many things, mundane little things. And uh, yeah, there could be a marriage that has an explosively romantic first year, and there could be a marriage who. You know, different personalities that clash but remain faithful for 50, 60 years. And yeah. the second marriage is the better marriage, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. As what much, if you have both? <laughs> as, 
as much as that's kind of a tired trope that we can all laugh at, the whole, the magical moment in the romantic comedy, I'm just wondering, this is kind of unorthodox to close on this, but do you guys have any like... Please close on something unorthodox. (laughs) (laughs) I was keeping it fresh. Uh, Do you have any secret, uh, like, romantic comedies that you would never tell anyone that you like, but you actually enjoy? So, last night actually... Do you like how I just jumped? Yeah, right you in were that? eager. I yeah. was expecting you to Alex has a whole list <laughs> yeah, like, Well, I've been waiting. I've been keeping <laughs> yeah. this in my back Finally. pocket. No, last night we had someone over and they were mentioning the movie Night and Day. I think it's called Night oh, and Day. Yeah. It's with yes. Tom Cruise. And yeah, it's and, pretty and, funny. It is actually. Yeah. I thought that was great. Now, I don't know. Is that an action movie or uh, is that a romantic? I don't think or? you could call that a romantic comedy. No, it's okay. more of an action. Yeah. Okay. It's got some romantic comedy in it. Yeah. Okay. yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Well, that's as close as I get. Oh, and I okay. thought that was cool. Okay. Uh, I, I guess we'll count that. Will you watch romantic comedies? <sighs> Okay, so guys, <laughs> You've Got Mail is, is one of my more favorite You told movies. me this just recently. Is that yeah. Tom Hanks? It's yeah. Tom Hanks and uh, Meg, uh, Meg Ryan. Uh, it's got books. It's got the... Uh, <laughs> that was enough for Ben. Sleepless in Seattle? That's another one. And that, but weren't they I, both in that? Yes. But I, uh, we're not talking about that movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, and we won't. Okay. Anyways, it's a great movie. Uh, we don't have to spend time on this. You I feel do. like I appreciate the occasional romantic comedy, but yeah. I can't think of one that's like stand is out in my mind. Okay. I like that they end happy. I definitely enjoyed the yeah. proposal. That one came to me. Ryan Reynolds, Sandra oh. Bullock. I haven't watched that one. It's pretty funny. Okay. Malachi's just like <sighs> oh, concerned yeah, Malachi. over here. Uh, yeah, he's seen This is them. the one time you're glad yeah. you don't have a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, is that the one with? It's like is that a, Benjamin it's like a Lake? No, that's. Is there a lake involved? Yeah, oh, like lake. A lake house oh, okay. Mm. All right. Keanu's. And so hey, there, look, we're not ashamed to admit there's a that softer we watch side to us, listeners. I know it's hard to believe, but, anyways, I found this discussion helpful. I hope uh, you did. Anyone need, want to close on anything else, or we? Yeah, I think we ended on a high mark. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. Well, we uh, again, uh, any questions, comments, uh, get in touch with us going on our website, hillcitybaptist.com. And we hope to uh, see you next time.